Hi, my name is Reese Baker, and I am a childhood cancer survivor. And ultimately, this podcast will be about chemo treatment, what goes on during that, and the things that doctors don't tell you about, as well as post-chemo side effects and issues and life tribulations, as well as just advice, advice for anyone out there that just needs it during, after trauma, any little trauma, any big trauma. I think it's very important to discuss these things that people don't really discuss. And it would have been really helpful if something like this existed when I was going through chemo because I just had no idea what to do. And I was 15 years old when it happened. That's a big turning age when you just don't know what to do. And it used to be tough for me to talk about because it just felt like it was something that kind of was just a story to tell that became so routine that I could just tell it off of the top of my brain. But now it actually affects me and it's hard to talk about. But I think it is extremely important to discuss with other people that may be going through the same thing or have gone through it. And people out there are just, we're just people. And I think there's a lot of people going through the same stuff that you can relate to. So first of all, I want to start with my story. I'll start from the very beginning. Um, so my mom and I were traveling, doing our normal summer traveling. And we were in Pennsylvania at the time. And we were at breakfast. <clears throat> and I don't know what really prompted me to touch my neck. But I was just going like this. And I felt this hard lump in my neck. And I was like, huh. That doesn't feel normal. So I was like, mom, touch it. And she's like, no, 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 no. I don't like to touch people's necks, which is very fair. But I was like, well, mom, it's it's hard. And I think you can see it. And I put my neck back. And she looks me dead in the eye. And she goes, well, that's the same kind of lump my mother had when she had cancer. So I start tearing up immediately. And my mom's friend from high school comes over. And I'm just looking at him with tears in my eyes. And he has no idea what's going on. So we're just talking. And then he finally leaves and we go out in the parking lot and call my aunt, who says to immediately go to the ER to get scans. So we weren't exercising, like, insanely, but we were walking, like, a few miles a day, like, walking through the mountains and hiking and all this stuff. And I started losing weight. And I was like, wow, I'm finally, like, losing weight. This is, like, great. I look I look good. And it was really odd because we had gone to a local restaurant. And I ate two baskets of mozzarella sticks. Um, two baskets of, like, a dozen wings dessert and I was still like starving I was starving but I got home and realized I was down another like five pounds within a week or so and I was like huh 
I can eat whatever I want and like lose a bunch of weight. I was like, this is so awesome. And we didn't pay any mind to it because it was just like, okay, like this is cool. Like we're finally losing weight. We're finally doing well. Because my mom was losing a little weight at the time too. So it was just like, we're both losing weight. So we just didn't think about it. I wasn't that out of breath. I was like normal. I was sleeping and getting tired a little bit more than normal. And but it wasn't anything to worry about. Like I never thought about it. The only thing that was a major issue was the lump in my neck. That was the only thing that was ever the issue here. So we go to the ER and we go back in and we're not seen by a doctor, but we're seen by a I think she was a nurse. Maybe a um PA, but she takes one look at me and goes, absolutely not cancer, just go to the other ER because we can't do scans here just to make sure. And I'm like, okay, I feel really relieved. Me and my mom feel really relieved. So we go to the other ER and it takes about an hour to go back. And then we're, the doctor's asking me what's going on, like the little things looking at my neck, she invites three more doctors to come in there, which is very worrisome. But they're all very acting very odd and saying, okay, like, I don't think it's anything. They say, let's just take an ultrasound just in case to see if there's anything, any fluid or any, like, buildup in there. They take the test and she says i don't see any buildup. like i don't see anything that looks like cancer i think this is just an inflamed um lymph node and i think you're gonna be fine just wait two weeks they come and look at my eyes because my pupils are two different sizes which is a sure sign of something something that's not going correctly in my in my body something that could be pushing on my brain something that could be pushing somewhere and like a sure thing of two different pupil sizes is like a tumor that is like one thing that is a hundred percent almost a sign of and I just they didn't do anything about it they were just like have you always had that and I was like I don't know I don't look at my eyes like we don't look we never looked in my direct pupils until this like moment and now we look all the time and they say, you're fine, go, and if you don't feel anything is right in two weeks or if the lump gets bigger, go back to the doctors. So me and my mom, we're really relieved. We go and finish out our two weeks on vacation. We drive back. My mom is completely stressed the whole entire time. Like, she does not feel anything is right. Like, she does not feel good about what is going on. And I'm fine. I go to tennis practice when we get back home, and I almost pass out. I was just not feeling well, just feeling a little weird. Nothing severe, though. And I say, Mom, like, we need we need to go to doctors. Like, I just, something is not correct with me right now. So we go to the doctors on post because we're military. We're a military family. And the weirdest thing happened. I 
got a same day appointment, which is very odd. And the doctor who is seeing me happens to be an oncologist, but an adult oncologist that's not supposed to see children. So I, she's not supposed to see me. She tries to not see me since I was only 15 at the time. And I go in there and immediately one look, she looks at me and she goes, it's Hodgkin's lymphoma. And my mom starts crying. I had no idea what Hodgkin's lymphoma was because that's just, I was like, okay, why are you crying? Like, I'll be fine in maybe a week. Like, I'll just be fine. And so she calls Children's Mercy. And I still don't know what's going on. I'm just in shock of, like, hearing the word cancer because my mom goes, it's cancer. And I just was like, huh, I don't think so. <laughs> like, I, I just don't think so. And I, so we go home and we pack some clothes and we call our family members. They're all stressed trying to come visit and calling me and I still don't, it still is not affecting me. Like, I'm still just like, okay, like, let's get on with it. I just want to go back to sports. I just want to go back to school. Like, let's, let's hurry up. It's also the summer. It was July, so. I just wanted to have my rest of my summer before school started. So we get to Children's Mercy and we have to go through the ER because that's how they do inpatient and everything. When I got to the ER, they had weighed me and I was 128 and during the summer I was 143. And keep in mind, I'm about 5'8". So I wasn't underweight but I was getting to that point so I get a bunch of blood tests get some CT scans it takes hours maybe five hours for them to finally come back they're all huddled around a computer looking at my scans and this young doctor comes in and he goes ma'am like it's definitely what we thought it was and we need to send you upstairs to the oncology ward for you to get your chemo. And I look at my parents and I think, well, thank God it was me because I'm 15. I would rather it not be a baby or a child. And if God wants it to be me, God wants it to be me and it will happen. And I, death, never crossed my mind because I was like well if it's my time to go it's my time to go and if it's not it's not and it's in the doctor's hands God's hands it's not in my hands anymore and I can't be mad I can't be mad at anyone for this mishap of misfortune that night they get me into a bed and I get one normal night in the hospital not not normal but a night in the hospital and at 8 a.m the next day they send me down to get a pick line uh two bone marrow biopsies they did it on both sides that's a whole story in itself that i will explain and then they take a biopsy of my neck so during that surgery i had to be ultimately awake for I was on ketamine during it, so not fully asleep, but 
localized anesthesia because the tumor was on my neck, in my chest, and around my esophagus. With that being said, I was not asleep fully. And so I lay there on the table since it's time for my surgery. And I feel loopy. It's almost as if you're waking up from getting your wisdom teeth done. You are, you're out of it, clearly. But you still can, you remember things. You don't necessarily remember what you say, right? But you are aware. It's almost like your inhibitions are just gone. As if you were just existing. Existing in one space. With no control over your body. And they put the monitor in front of me that shows my pick line going in. I found it to be very cool because I love I loved medical stuff. I was intrigued by it, always wanted to be a doctor. So I thought it was very cool. I go in and out of like light sleep awake, light sleep awake. And the doctor behind me starts doing taking my bone marrow. When I say bone marrow biopsies are the most painful thing in the whole entire world, I mean they are the most painful thing in the whole entire world. I am don't really have any like pain receptors. Like I, I do, I do. But I, I just don't it doesn't affect me like other people. So when I say this hurts, this this hurts on a scale from one to ten, it is a ten. And so I wake up, I start, I cry, I'm fully awake. I am crying, bawling. Because it feels as though someone is ultimately breaking your back. Like pushing as hard as they can on your lower back. And lower back pain is extremely painful. But when they are pushing on it, and a needle is going into your bone, bone marrow. It feels as though someone is hollowing out your bone. That is what I can describe it as. And she says, I have to go deeper. So she, I don't know what she was doing, but it felt like at full force she was running and jabbing it into my, into my back. And she, they took two. So one on one side and one on the other. So I have two scars on my back very little but yet they're still there and from time to time I'll have pain and I think that is also a really important point to bring up is that if you had gone uh, had gone through this I can empathize with you because I know exactly how it feels and it is painful and some days you'll wake up and you know how that pain feels and when you get lower back pain, it hurts right in that spot, and that doesn't go away. It doesn't hurt every day. Don't get me like it doesn't hurt every day, but when you do have that pain, you remember what it feels like, and you will remember what it feels like for the rest of your life. Just, just remember that. <laughs> so they also took 
biopsy of my neck and you can see the scar from where they took it and that nothing uh, I also have a pick line scar it's very small but it's right there very very small thankful for um but I woke up from that and they call it the weeps so you're not in pain but all I remember saying is I can't breathe I don't know how to breathe I almost forgot how to breathe it felt like and that really stressed out both my parents my mom was hysterical my even my father my father is not a he's a very stoic human being so just know that Your parents are hurting a lot more, probably, emotionally and physically, than you are during this. But that the weeps only lasted for about, what felt like 30 minutes, it was probably like two hours. And the surgery itself felt like it was 30 minutes, but my mom had said it was two hours. And so it's like, you know the pain you're going through but it feels so small to you that you won't be affected by a bite for years like you just won't know what you had just gone through when i think about it to this day it's so it appalls me that i can feel everything from that day now but i could not feel feel it in the moment which is very interesting to me And I think that's something you'll understand eventually for, I think that can be for a lot of people. So after that, um, I was sent back upstairs. I walked upstairs. Like I had the ability to walk after undergoing that, which was very interesting to me. The, the nurses were shocked as well, but I think it is very important that you stay in shape for your life, I think, doing sports and keeping active was very important for me. So I had a good background of being healthy, and which helped me to get back on my feet quicker and come back from this. So if you can also take another thing is to be active. Just try to be active. It makes things a lot easier in the long run. Um, I think that will conclude the first episode. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed and I hope I can continue to make these videos and you'll keep enjoying them.